Let's go back to March 25th, 2020. This is a novel virus. It is incredibly contagious and deadly. There is no cure and there is no vaccine. The novel coronavirus was just reaching Michigan. Around 2,300 cases had been reported in the state. Stopping the spread is really the only tool we have right now to keep our communities safe. Governor Gretchen Whitmer had signed the stay-at-home order for the state of Michigan just two days prior. And many of us were unsure of what this virus was or what this virus will become. We were told things like, stay at home, stay inside. Don't interact with anyone outside of the people you live with. Don't go to grocery stores and whatever you do, stay away from hospitals. But what if you don't have a choice? Okay, my name is Holly Watkins. I'm a small business owner in Ortonville, Michigan. And I gave birth during the COVID pandemic. Back in April of 2020, we spoke with Holly for We Lived It. We Lived It is a special project produced by the Detroit Free Press in partnership with the Michigan History Center. We're telling the story of the pandemic to help future generations understand it, but also bring us together while we live it now. In March of 2020, Holly Watkins was a pregnant mother a month away from the birth of her third child. Everything was great. Pregnancy was great. You know, we have two two boys and this is our girl. So we were really, really excited. Coming up to March, the coronavirus, we didn't really see it as much of a threat. You know, Michigan was one of the states that they didn't really have the coronavirus. And so you'd see this, this map and you'd see the coronavirus throughout the United States. And the states were red and Michigan didn't have any cases. Holly really didn't know what to expect of this virus. But as March moved forward, she began to see the case numbers grow and grow and grow. And she became more nervous and scared of what was to come. I mean, I, I would just cry um, like every other day, just sob. Uh, I was just nervous. I was scared. It was very overwhelming. The postpartum depression can kick in before you have a baby. And uh, mine started kicking in. When I, I went to go have my week 38 or 39 checkup, they wanted me to do telehealth, and that was kind of nerve-wracking because Monday night I thought my water broke. Her doctor ended up rescheduling her appointment, and Holly had to go in to check to see if her water had broke by seeing if the membranes were ruptured. It came back negative. The membranes weren't ruptured. And then Saturday at 9.30 a.m. Five days later, March 28th. I started having really bad contractions, and we left for the hospital. Holly was prepared for this pregnancy to feel different. It was an unprecedented time to be giving birth, but she didn't know how different it would feel. Even the ride to the hospital, you didn't see anyone walking on the streets. You didn't, and this is in like Royal Oak, Birmingham area. It is normally so busy and so concentrated, filled with people. And you're going through there and it's just like a ghost town. It wasn't right. It felt off. Holly and her husband get to the hospital. There's security there waiting for them. It was like an interview session. They were asking me all sorts of questions about symptoms that I didn't have. You know, if I had a sore throat, if I had a fever, if I had a cough, didn't have any symptoms. They sent me to 
the maternity floor, and there I was interviewed again, and I'm still going through contractions. They were extremely painful, and finally I got into triage, and the baby's heart rate was um, really high, and they had to give me a quick ultrasound. It turns out Holly had been right all along. My water ended up breaking earlier in the week. Being in the atmosphere, you have like all these people, they're all in gowns and in suits and all this and with masks and face shields. Instead of her whole family there to support her, it was only her husband and doctors suited and gowned up like they could be from a medical drama on TV. And there was like six of them in this tiny space, like asking me all these questions. And they sent me to the labor and delivery. And I had her at 12.58. March 28th, 2020, Elowen Noel Watkins was born. Everything turned out great. She was healthy. Holly was relieved that Elowen was fine, but it was only half the battle. What worried her was what came after Elowen had arrived. Holly wanted to get as far away as she could from the hospital, from COVID. I I wanted to go home as soon as possible. She got the news she had to stay an additional 12 hours due to an infection. It was devastating. I cried. I wanted to go home. No one was paying attention to, you know, the pregnant population. All they kept saying was, um, kids don't really get it that bad. And Holly laying in the bed thinking about what was next, she had all these unanswered questions. All I could think about was like, what if something happened and she ends up getting it? What if one of these nurses have it and they're sitting here touching my baby? What if another patient in the, in the maternity floor had it? What if I had COVID? And what if they take her away? Holly and her husband waited and waited in a dark, quiet hospital room until they were finally allowed to go home. We were leaving in the middle of the night to escape this hospital that had all these patients that weren't doing too good. It it was very eerie. You know, the, the halls are normally packed with babies and nurses and doctors and visitors and it was just kind of silence on that floor. Holly, her husband, and Elowen got in the car just after midnight and headed home. Holly cried in the car on the way back for a lot of reasons. She cried because she was joyful. She cried because she was scared of the virus and the unknown. She thought a lot about Elowen's future. Because it was sad sometimes to look at her and you just you want someone to meet her because she's so sweet and so precious. And she's growing. This is Elowen Noel Watkins. Normally, you have so many family members that are coming you know, to congratulate you and to see her. And she doesn't get that. And that made me really sad because she deserves it. <laughs> We Lived It is reported and produced by Carrie Jr. II, Darcy Moran, and me, Tad Davis. Project Material is also supplied by the Michigan History Center, with special thanks to Mark Harvey. Our executive producers are Marianne Struman and Anjanette Delgado, and our editor is Peter Batia. Everybody has their own story to share about the COVID-19 pandemic. 
Submit yours by leaving a three-minute telling at 313-288-0370. That's 313-288-0370. And check out Freep.com to learn more. Well, thank you for listening.